Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Kimberly Cabot about effectively delivering and receiving difficult feedback. Kimberly Cabot, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you. I'm excited to have a, a good conversation with you today. We've been prepping for this episode for a little while now, and um, both being quite busy and just working out schedules, I'm glad we were able to, to make the time and have this conversation. We're going to be focusing on effectively delivering and receiving difficult feedback. And of course, we all have to struggle with us all the time. We all have difficult conversations uh, in our personal lives and our work lives. And, and as, as a leader, as a manager, it's probably one of the most foundational and important things we do as a leader to, to develop our people through coaching and mentoring and providing feedback. So hopefully we're doing that all the time. Sometimes it's easier than others. And particularly when things are really hard and difficult, there's difficult feedback to give. Uh, it can be, you know, really challenging to figure out how to do that effectively. So we'll have a nice conversation around that topic today. As we get started, I wanted to share Kimberly's bio with everybody. Kimberly Cabot was the director of operations in Handle Group's corporate division for five years before becoming a full-time coach with clients in both the corporate and life coaching divisions. She was deeply immersed in the handle method. And in this time, she uses the method to transform her life. She was fresh out of a divorce and was able to turn the damaged relationship with her ex-husband into one of friendship, family, and mutual respect. Kimberly is the mother of two young adults that are both positively impacted by her commitment to open communication and vulnerability. She also changed her relationship with money from abusive to abundant. In her previous career, Kimberly was an organic farmer, planted vineyards, and started a winery. She learned a lot about business ownership and following through on actions to make a dream come true. She lives in Northern California, is a certified yoga instructor, and spends her free time adventuring in nature with friends and family, lifting heavy things and putting them down in the gym and gardening. A uh, wonderful background. I, I love everything about uh, what you do. Um, before we launch on into the conversation, anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your personal background and context? Um, I'm doing more coaching in corporate. So this is a relevant topic. And so I'm glad we're talking today because the more I work with business leaders and executives, the more I see this, how necessary the whole feedback he is for success both ways, giving it and receiving it. So I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is one of those really tricky, sticky points for most people. I, in fact, I've encountered very few managers and leaders that are good at it. Um, and it's not for lack of good intention. Like people, I, I believe that people generally have good intentions. They want to you know, genuinely help the people around them. 
Um, but we all like to receive feedback differently. And so part of it's just knowing your people and knowing, you know, how direct or indirect <laughs> to be, um, you know, and, and we just have different personality styles. And frankly, who likes to give, you know, negative feedback. And so uh, it, it really can be a, a difficult, challenging thing. Um, yet, you know, I, I think it's probably one of the most important things that we do as leaders, um, if we're going to truly develop our people and help them you know, maximize and achieve their full potential. And so we can't shy away from the challenging feedback. We can't uh, fall into the trap of passive aggressive approaches to dealing with, you know, uh, the issues that we might see in the workplace with our people. Um, and we, we just have to, to tackle it head on. And so um, both giving and receiving, it can be challenging uh, as a leader. And I, I look forward to exploring that with you. Um, Let's start with how to have that hard conversation. So, so giving, you know, positive feedback, you know, we don't have to really stress all that much about that because people like yeah. praise, people like praise, people like to give praise. And, you know, sometimes we might fumble a little bit or say something, put our foot in our mouth a little bit, but for the most part, like giving positive feedback, isn't really the challenge, but the, the hard feedback, the, the uh, hard conversation, when there's a performance issue, uh, those sorts of things that, that really can be challenging. So how do we start the process of approaching that and tackling that head on? Well, you know, here we can talk from experience. So I've received negative feedback and what helped me. So to begin with, when my boss reached out to me and said that there was an issue, it was a client complaint. And um, she said in the email, she said, let's schedule a time to talk. I received a client complaint. Don't worry, you're not in trouble. I needed to hear that right away in the email because that's the first thing I'm going to go managing for. We're like all little kids deep down, like not wanting to be in trouble. So if we can even start that way with people, like you're not in trouble, we're just going to learn from this. Like, let's get the lesson so you can be better. So that helped me just starting with the email, even scheduling before we've even had the conversation. You're not in trouble. That's a good way to start. Then can I, can I just yeah. uh, mention on that point? I, I, I agree with you. I think anything we can do to diffuse the the anxiety that people might have around the feedback conversation is going to be yeah. really helpful. And we tend to, as humans, we tend to ruminate and we tend to kind of jump to the worst case scenario. And so, you know, your, your boss, you know, sends you an email and says, Hey, client feedback, we need to schedule a conversation. I mean, what's the very first thing you're going to assume? I'm fired. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm of course you're, you're, you're worried that something bad is going to happen because of it. And, and so, yeah, just diffuse it, uh, you know, just be proactive, whether it's face to face and you just say, Hey, you know, can, can we chat for a few minutes about some customer feedback you received? Um, no trouble. Uh, we're just gonna, this is going to be a, a learning opportunity, just something as simple as that, whether face to face by, by email, uh, then you can, you can get to the quick early win of just getting the person bought into, yes, let's have a conversation. Yes, I'm, I know I'm not in danger, so I'm not going to get all defensive. And, and you can just come ready to talk. Right. Let's, yeah, use it. So the way the communication principle that we teach is called grace and wisdom. So your wisdom is your truth. 
you're going to deliver the truth, but you want to wrap it in some grace so it can be received without defense. So you can hear just even in that simple example you gave, hey, I got some feedback. I want to deliver it to you. This is a growth opportunity. Don't worry. No trouble. You can hear the grace that it was wrapped in so it could be received. So you're going to use that same principle going forward in the conversation. You, you do want to give the feedback so people can err too far to the side of grace. And it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It was nothing. It's just this little thing like this. Now we've lost the opportunity to grow. Like the feedback is a key to our growth and our success. So we do want to give it and not go too far into grace. Too far into wisdom would be like, look, we got this negative feedback. We got to deal with it. You, you know, I don't want to get these kind of emails. You know, then it's it's too far. So that balance and you're right. What you said at the beginning is the balance with each person. What they need is is how you're going to fine tune and learn to dance, because that's part of being a leader is learning to manage up, learning to manage down and across like how. Um, each person needs a different style, a different amount of grace, a different amount of wisdom. So that's something we want to task ourselves with being like that level of sensitivity, that level of care. That's going to make a huge difference for the buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some people really don't hear the feedback um, unless you're pretty darn blunt, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, some, pe some people, you know, just, uh, you, you really have to just, and you can still do it in a productive way and you, in a constructive way, and you can still couch it with grace, but, but if you layer too much on, they're just, they're not going to yeah. hear it. They're just going to, uh, it, it's like, I, you know, you watch those romantic comedies and someone gets broken up with, and they don't even know they're broken up. Right. So that's like this. <laughs> this uh, classic comedic scene. Well, there are some people like in the workplace, they'll have a, a, a difficult conversation feedback session uh, where they have to do make, make a big change and they just walk away thinking, oh, my boss loves me, everything's fine. So you definitely, I mean, you just need to know your people. There's no substitute for knowing your people, knowing what they need, knowing their communication style, and then tailoring your approach to meet their needs. Again, if, if our goal is to develop them, then it's not about us and how we like to give and receive feedback. It's about them. And it's about how we're going to help them uh, achieve their potential. Other people, you know, can be pretty darn defensive and, and sensitive. And so we, we just need to, to keep that in mind too. And, and people are all along the spectrum. And so there's no substitute for just knowing your people and knowing how they like to receive it. I, I find that it's, it's just, one of the first things I would do when I have a new person on my team is just have that, that kind of onboarding conversation about feedback and about yeah. how they like to give and receive it and what, what communication they prefer, have that open dialogue with them. And that will help you learn what they prefer. And then of course, over time, you'll fine tune that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now you've, so you've set it up where you've asked you the, the permission to have the conversation. So we're not just dropping this on people. We're not bombarding them in the hallway. We're not just calling and dropping it. We want permission. We want to set up a time. So we've given them the chance to prepare themselves a little bit. And then when you do get in the conversation, the first thing is context. So we want to provide the context that this really is, you know, about 
how learning this really is about, you know, my care for you and wanting to grow you and wanting to see you go to the next level. And I know that this is something that will get in your way if we don't address it now. And I'm doing it. So I, I want to give you the context that this is coming from care, that yeah, this isn't yeah. coming from you're in trouble. So once now we're in the conversation, I still need to set the context so that your nerves can go down enough that you can hear it and receive yeah. it. And and I think you you mentioned something really important before you even got into the start of the meeting. And that is when you initially seek permission to have the discussion with the person before the meeting, provide at least some level of context then. Uh, we've we've yeah. kind of implicitly already said that, but I think it's really important to be pretty darn explicit. Um, because people will often assume the worst. And I mean, how many times have you been there and all of a sudden, you know, something pops into your email, an event, uh, like a meeting request with your boss, and there's like no title, there's nothing, you don't know what the meeting's about, you're just all of a sudden you're being summoned to their office. <laughs> or, or they just, they'll, they'll pick up the phone, they'll say, hey, or maybe the admin will, will call you and say, hey, so and so needs to meet with you tomorrow at 1pm. Um, okay, what's it regarding? I can't say. Uh, okay, like, <laughs> so of course, then you're coming in um, at a real disadvantage. And to yes. your point, we want the opposite. Like we want people to come in without the anxiety. We want people to come prepared and they can only do that if you let them know why the meeting's happening in the first place, why you're gonna have a conversation. Um, and so then we find ourselves in that meeting and then you reiterate uh, the point you just made and, and diffuse it and just make sure this is all about you. This is a developmental conversation. Um, you know, I, I genuinely want you to be successful. And so here's some feedback. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, the Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. That really helps a lot. If I know that you're doing this because you care about me and want me to be better, I'm like pulled in now closer to you. And then you deliver the feedback. And then I ask people, you know, what it was, what's their experience? What was their, as I want to hear them reiterate back to me what they heard, what, you know, what was their experience with that client? 
what was it that, you know, what, so I, you know, let's listen for some accountability. Like, are they getting it? Is it landing? This is how we're going to now really see if what they said in the onboarding about how they like to receive feedback, this is how we get more information, how to fine tune it for next time also is when we hear back, did I do too much grace and they didn't really get the, the wisdom. And so I, I want to hear back. And so when we deliver feedback, we're also getting feedback on how well we delivered it by asking, not just like, okay, bye. Like we want it just to be over. This is uncomfortable and awkward, but to stay and get back from them, their experience is a, a great way to know if it's really landed. And <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So knowing whether it lands, uh, double checking mutual understanding and yeah. understanding mutual accountability on the, you know, yeah. in relation to the discussion, all of those elements, I think are really, really key. And uh, things that we often forget, uh, because people are nervous in these difficult yeah. conversations on both sides. Um, yeah. You know, I, I talking to managers and leaders when I do coaching, it's, this is one of the issues that comes up more often than almost anything else. And, mm -hmm. and they don't like to give performance feedback. They, you know, they, yeah. they, those performance conversations are difficult and it's especially difficult when your company has a, a culture or, or a process around annual reviews where you're only doing this once a year because you have no practice with it. So of course, you know, one of the first things everyone's going to say is don't just do an annual review. You need to have regular check-ins, regular feedback sessions. You'll know your people better. They'll know you better. You'll have mutual accountability and trust. You'll recognize okay. that both there's going to be feedback coming and going both ways, and both are going to learn how to do it more effectively together. And that can never happen if you're only doing it once a year. Uh, that's okay. going to be almost impossible uh, unless yeah. you have like the just the most remarkably skilled um, person <laughs> delivering the feedback. Even, Even still, still. It's yeah. missing the heart to heart connection. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So then the next, the final step is the plan going forward. So like now that we've done this, what are we going to do with it? Because it's, it's great to have the insight. It's great to get the feedback, but what's the plan going forward? So like, you know, if in my example with the client feedback, um, she felt that I was unprepared for the session. So she had done homework and I was still asking her questions in the session that she had answered in the homework. So she was, her feedback was, I, I didn't read it. Well, then my promise going forward, my plan going forward is always read the entire homework 24 hours in advance. Like that's never happening to me again. And that was my first year of coaching. And I thought, all right, during this session, we're dealing with this. I'm only going to read that part. So I didn't read everything. Well, I'm never doing that again. You know, this was a great, this woman reaching out to my boss and making that complaint changed who I am going forward as a coach. I'm so thankful, even though in the moment I hated her. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think it's it's also a key thing here, at least as I'm hearing you describe that yeah. experience, you know, my very first thought was, well, man, why, why didn't she just come to me? Why didn't she just express that to me right. instead of going to my boss? And so right. I'm sure she had her reasons, but, you know, that's immediately, that's a, a defensive kind of a response, yeah. right? Exactly. 
and it get it, it fails to acknowledge the nugget of truth that was in the feedback no matter you know how much we might quibble with her approach how they it. how they delivered it and you know years ago um you know i remember I, I was just a young i think i had just finished with my bachelor's degree in one of my first you know post college positions and i'm sitting in a training and it was all about receiving in um giving and receiving feedback and the real focus actually was on receiving feedback um Ooh. and there's this little prop kind of uh, lesson around receiving the gift and, and the instructor, the, the trainer, you know, had this like nasty box sitting up on a stool up front and, and asked for a volunteer. So someone comes up and he's like, here you go, here's a gift. And the person is like smells, it's like slime. It's like, uh, you know, got like oil stains. It looks like it came straight from a dumpster. It looks nasty. And he's like, here's your, here's your gift. Um, enjoy. And the, the person's just looking like that. No, thanks. He's like, no, 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 dig, dig into it. So he opens it up and he starts pulling out like rotten banana peels and like all this nasty garbage and stuff. And he says, keep, you know, he keeps coaxing him. Keep, don't keep going, keep digging. And he keeps going. He gets to the bottom and there's a hundred dollar bill. Um, mm -hmm. But he had to wade through all of that garbage and all that, that gunk to get to the point where he found the value. And of course the, the analogy there is to how often we receive feedback and most people aren't particularly skilled in giving feedback. And so they're going to give it in a clumsy way uh, or they're going to yeah. give it in a way that we don't prefer. Does that mean we right. just discard it? Does that mean we just completely ignore it? Well, that's our choice. We can do that. But if we do that, almost always we're going to miss out on the value. There's at least some nugget of value in what they're giving to us if we can receive it and if we can search through it without getting defensive and actually with a mind towards our own development. Um, that, that was a lesson that stuck with me. Um, you know, that, that, that was probably 20 years, uh, 18 plus years ago. And, uh, and crystal clear in my mind, even to this day. And again, it's just this reminder that we can't control, like I can control how I give feedback to people and I'm gonna try to hone that skill. I'm gonna try to get better at it. I can never control how people are gonna give me feedback. And ultimately I get to choose Am I going to discard it or am I going to try to look for the diamond in the rough? And I hope that I'm mature enough and secure enough in myself that I can look for the diamond in the rough. Yeah, and you can practice. And, and that's by going and asking for feedback. So we're like getting good at it by chasing it. So it's just like with fear. I'm either going to run from fear and run from feedback or I'm gonna turn and ask for it and trust that these are the keys and you hold them for me. I can't see everything about myself. There are blind spots. I need you in relationship, be it my boss, my daughter, my boyfriend, what my mom, whatever it is, I need you to reflect back to me where I can improve. I, I don't know all this for myself. So I'm now, I send clients to go ask their boss a direct report and a coworker about what traits are in getting in the way for them. So it's a trait interview. So they go and they ask and um, people are really, they really do know. <laughs> they really do have the answers for you. And we're not dumb to our traits. Like you'll know if you're a procrastinator or sloppy or worrier or, you know, um, a bulldozer, you'll know that you are that. It's not that you're clueless, but we don't know the impact it's having on people. 
We don't know how it's getting in the way of our relationship or our performance. They'll tell you. So that's part of it. It's like asking about the traits and then an example so that it really lands for us. So I get people going and asking for this. And then when they come back with it, we put a plan in place of what they're going to do with it. This one woman, she was so impatient and short that everybody gave her that feedback. So we put a promise in place. If she responds that way, she owes them a $10 Starbucks gift card. So she was walking around with them in her pocket and handing them out for weeks until it's like she finally got ahead of it and quit, you know, put that pause in her response. We are capable of tweaking our behavior. She wouldn't have even known how much that bothered everybody. She thought she was kind of getting away with it. And you know, so I do that with my daughter every Sunday. I get a rating from one to 10 from her and our heart to heart connection. So my promise is to get an eight or above. So if I get below that, I owe her 20 bucks. When I left my last relationship, I asked my boyfriend, what could I have done better to make this relationship work for you? I want to know. I want to get better. I'm seeking feedback. I'm, so I'm not even like afraid of how somebody's going to deliver it anymore because I, I'm, I see that as them and that's okay. It's not about me, how they're delivering it. Everybody's got a different style. So I also have a promise. I can't argue with your feedback because I used yeah. to argue with my son when he would go, well, you got a seven. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, when you told me that I was like, well, that's because, and he was like, look, if you're going to argue with me I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore I'm not playing this game with you and I was like no wait 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 I want the feedback all right I gotta quit yeah. arguing with it well I I love that I love that Kimberly it has been a real pleasure I I note the time it has flown by I I think could, I think we could continue um on this topic for for hours probably but I do want to be respectful of your time and before we close today I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about what you're up to, and then just give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, great. So I am a coach with the Handel Group. And so you can check out handelgroup.com. Right now, we've got a secret sauce summit that just started today. Today is July 12th. And you can join at any point. We're interviewing experts on their secret sauce what made them a success also what are some of their secrets that they never told because this is what we know like can hold us back is like where we're managing and this is the same with the feedback conversation wherever you're managing and holding back feedback it's coming out in your interactions it's felt in the room so you might as well say it because like you made the point, we're creating a worst case scenario in our mind anyway. I'd rather know your feedback so I can do something about it than guess and kind of feel that maybe you're annoyed with me, but you're not telling me. I'd, I, you know, it's really our gift to tell our truth to people with grace. Perfect. Thank you, Kimberly. It has been a real pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what you can do for them. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, 
Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.